Hello, 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 welcome, welcome and hello, I'm Dan, welcome to another live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 Eastern for those of you that don't know where the mountains are. I'm glad you could be here with us. We've already got 73 folks in the house, not too bad. Um, so for those that are new or, you know, to kill a little time, well, people pile in. Um, just want to tell you what we're going to do during this live stream. Basically, we start off every live stream with a shipping report where I tell you how shipping fish went since I saw you last week. And then we do a giveaway. Um, today's giveaway is pretty awesome. It's a $100 gift certificate to dancefish.com provided by Scott's Aquatics. We'll get into that in a little bit, show you how to enter. Audio is good. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, I want to do a little test. Um, so I'm going to switch in a microphone setting here. I'm going to turn it down, switch the setting, and then turn it back up. And tell me if what I'm doing now is better or if I make this change, if the change is better. Okay, just made the change. I don't know if that's better or if the other setting is better. So let me know while we're waiting for folks to chime in about that. Um, then I'll, I'll fill you in a little bit after we do the uh, shipping report and the giveaway. I'll fill you in a bit on what has been going on here at Dance Fish, and then we'll get to your questions and comments. Um, all right, so with that, let's get to the shipment report. Good news, nothing to report, no problems. Everything, as far as I know, has arrived, has arrived alive and doing well. Um, there was one, the other setting was better. Okay, can hear more background noise now. Okay, there we go. We're back to the other setting. Thanks for letting me know, guys. Thanks for letting me know. Seems fine before, but not much different. The first setting, Okay, most people are voting for the first setting, so we'll stick with that. Um, there is one little problem we had, which is I sent a croaking gourami, and the customer reported that when they released it into the aquarium, it kind of swam frantically, as they sometimes do, and, and hit some decorations and scraped itself up, and it did die a little bit later from that. So that was one problem. Um, however, uh, it, it's not something that was on our end, I don't think. It was just one of those freak accidents that can happen. So <clears throat> I guess technically there was one fish that did uh, pass away since I saw you guys last, but it wasn't anything to do with the shipping at all. So um, I, I did want to talk about this, though, briefly. Um, so a couple things we can do to help fish when we release them into their new aquarium to so that they can be released calmly. Um, one is if you turn off the lights while you're floating the bags to temperature acclimate and while you're letting the new fish out, that can be helpful. The second thing you can do is if you have a large mesh net with, you know, the larger mesh, not like a, a brine shrimp net, but something with bigger holes in it, like a standard fishnet you would get at a store, but, but maybe a little bigger. And if you put the fish in there for a few minutes, let it do its dashing around, right? Let it settle and then kind of slowly release it from the net. Oftentimes that can prevent that initial frantic, I'm in a brand new tank, brand new water just hit me. I'm kind of freaking out 
and maybe I slam into a decoration and hurt myself. That, that can help prevent that. So I will often do this when I'm introducing fish to a tank that already has established fish in it because A, it helps the new fish get in kind of slowly, and B, sometimes established fish will pick on new fish when you first put them in the tank, even if they're peaceful species, right, non-aggressive species. There's something about that frantic action of a new fish being released when it swims around like that, or just out of curiosity of, hey, that's a new thing, I should go check it out, that they can nip at the new fish and, and kind of harass it a bit. They might not do any real damage, but if they are going to do damage, often that's going to occur right when you release the new fish. What I found is if I put the new fish in a net, and it's a pretty big net, it's like eight inches, you know, decent sized net, maybe 10 inches, and float the new fish in that net for several hours and let them get used to the environment, let the old fish get used to them. Then when I release them, I just sprinkle some food in there, distract the old fish, let the new fish out of the net. And there's a lot less of that initial aggression that you can get or, or curiosity or whatever you want to call it. But it ends up being harassment of some kind that you can get when you put a, a new fish into a new tank, especially with already existing fish in the tank that are established and might pick on the new fish just because they're so new in the the old fish are curious, right? So that's just one little thought. Um, so that's the shipment report. Pretty much all good and exhausting. We've we've we're literally setting another record this month. I've done nothing but pack and prep fish since Sunday, and I'm pretty tired. <laughs> that's four days of very early mornings and late nights. Um, but we got through it. I think everyone's getting their fish. It sounds like stuff's arriving alive and in good shape and everything. So uh, it's totally worth it. Can't wait to move into the warehouse and be able to have a full-time staff working with me to kind of help me manage this because at the end of a four-day uh, sprint like I've had, I'm, I'm pretty beat. Like my mental capacity right now is, I don't know, I feel like a cat that's used up like eight in three quarters of its lives, <laughs> I need to sleep. <laughs> but we got it done, and um, I think I think we've kind of cleared the deck. And the next week will probably be a little more normal. Which, you know, I like having so many sales that I'm super busy. But um, I'm not going to mind having a little bit slower week next week, and maybe <laughs> catching up a little bit with some sleep and things like that. So that's shipping. Um, as far as the giveaway, so today's giveaway is provided by Scott's Aquatics in celebration of receiving over 300 subscribers. So in order to celebrate that, Scott's Aquatics has purchased a um, gift certificate from dancefish.com to give away tonight. This is Scott's Aquatics channel, and I'll link it real quick in the chat. So... Um, this is the provider of the giveaway. And if you'd like to win the giveaway tonight, then all you have to do is enter into the chat, the comment, hashtag go Scott go. So hashtag G-O-S-C-O-T-T-G-O. -T -T you only have to enter it once. Entering it more than once does not uh, give you, you know, a better shot at winning. And if there were more than one drawing or something like that, you still only have to enter once. So um, just to make it easy on my mods later, if I don't say that, people will ask them over and over. 
GoScottGo is the hashtag. Just enter that in the chat and you'll be entered to win a $100 gift certificate, which ain't too shabby. With that, you can get a decent group of fish, uh, have the shipping covered and, and everything. That's a, that's a very generous gift certificate. So Scott's Aquatics, thanks again for doing that. I really appreciate it. Congrats on your YouTube journey. Um, congrats on getting that milestone of 300 subs. And I hope it continues for you. Um, let's see here. Couple of other updates. We got the final, well, it's not final till it goes to bid. We got the budget number from the contractor. And I was a little nervous last week because Thursday of last week is when I had the meeting with the contractor to see how much all these um, materials cost increases for lumber and pipe and steel and even spray foam insulation has gone up. Like everything's going up. So I was a little nervous last week, like, oh man, what's this number going to be? But I'm happy to report that I had the meeting Thursday. So the day after last week's live stream, I got the budget number for building our new warehouse and it's within budget. It's towards the high end of our budget, but it's still well within our tolerances. It's manageable. So it looks like the progress on this is continuing and this project looks like it's going to happen. Um, I'm lucky I have a very generous local investor here in Sheridan who is was at that meeting and has been, you know, working on this with me for months and uh, understands materials, cost increases and stuff like that and is willing to uh, still make everything happen, even with the increases because they're real increases, but it's still within our budget. So we're good. So went to the city Monday to get some zoning stuff taken care of. Um, go back to the city Monday of this coming week and should be kind of done with that. Met with the city, showed them all the plans and everything. They didn't see any problems. So they're fast tracking the permit and everything's going out to bid. So pretty excited about that. This project's about to get real instead of just being a drawing on paper and an idea I talk about. This is about to actually happen. We're scheduled to break ground for construction in April. So just a few weeks here. And um, I couldn't be happier. I cannot wait. I, man, it has been a long time coming and I'm very excited. So that's what's going on with the warehouse. I do have someone that's going to help me um, document the process of the build and everything. So we should have a series of videos coming out to help with that. Um, so that you guys can go on that journey with us. And the same person is helping a lot, helping us crank out some more video content and some more posts. So our Facebook uh, page, the Dan's Fish Facebook page, for the first time since I set it up a couple years ago, I kind of set it up to claim the name, did a couple things on it and kind of forgot about it or just got too busy, right? But now that's actually getting active again. So there's some some action happening at the Dan's Fish Facebook page if you're interested in, in that kind of stuff. And, um, and we're doing more YouTube videos now. Um, we did the puffer feeding video that came out recently. Uh, I got the Congo puffers eating vibrobites and I was very excited about it. So I took a video and uh, wanted to show that off. And for those that wanted to know, we don't have those for sale. Those sold out. That footage was taken a while ago. It just takes a while to edit it and get it rendered and, and released. So for everyone that reached out and was like, 
I want some. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to raise false hope. <laughs> that video was taken before those fish were shipped out. So I, I don't have any Congo spotted puffers for sale right now. I apologize. I, I should have started that video with saying, by the time you see this, these will all be sent to new owners. They're already sold. But I didn't think about that until the video went out and I started getting emails with people that wanted them. Um, so I apologize. I didn't mean to mislead anybody that way. Um, we have another video coming out tomorrow that uh, is kind of a vlog type thing, and we're going to be doing some more stuff. So things are things are moving in the right direction as we assemble our team together um, and get uh, get things rocking and rolling. So that's what's going on with me. Oh, the last thing is, it looks like um, I'm hopeful we. Oh, geez, I hesitate to even say this because we're going on a year now that it's been hopeful. I'm hoping to get the Nigeria import in real soon. Let's say that. Um, hopefully, hopefully mid-April, we can get that in. So things are, are moving on that end. So that's what we got. For those just joining, if you'd like to enter to win the giveaway, which is a $100 gift certificate, then just enter hashtag GoScottGo in the, in the chat because Scott's Aquatics is kindly providing that giveaway. So I wanna give them a shout out. Okay, with that, let's get to your questions and comments. And this might be a shorter one tonight. I'm not quite sure. Um, we'll see how, how my brain does. Pretty tired though. So I'll go as, if I can go to 8.30, I will. Um, but I'm gonna need help getting there. <laughs> I'm not gonna carry this thing by myself. I'm pretty tired tonight. Okay. Kamikaze Garami says Joe Coffee. Yeah, it's always sad when that happens. Fortunately, it doesn't happen very much, but there is a you know small percentage. Orange cones to help new fish acclimate. I keep the piranha pack in check. Yep, that's right. That's right. Just keep the piranhas to the side while you release the new fish into their tank. <laughs> RB Animals and Collectibles. Where can I find your site at? It's DansFish.com. Let me take you there. So, if you want to find my site, it's dansfish.com. Oh, no, it's not. Don't you love being live? I will have to ask Jonathan what he's doing. <laughs> okay, let's see if Get Gills is working. Oh, yeah, okay, now it worked. I just had to hit refresh. So, let's try that again. Dansfish.com. All right, now it's working. So, I don't know. Here's my store, dancefish.com, and um, here's all the fish for sale. To view my shipping policies, etc., click store details here, and that will take you to here. You can read about our, our store, read all our policies and everything, um, all our reviews, etc., etc. So that is how you find dancefish.com. Just type it in. It'll take you there. And let's show you the Facebook real quick. I'm excited about this. This has been fun. Um, <laughs> so, here's the Facebook. Um, it's here. Yeah, so been doing a lot of new posts. And so this is the first time, I don't want to make anyone dizzy here, but let's see here. When did this kind of start? So my last post was January 6th. It was just an advisement of a video that I was doing. So since March 17th, um, the Facebook page 
he's finally kind of started putting new content and and getting to be what a page should be. So here's kind of the plan right now. YouTube will do what we've always done. We'll do a live stream every week, uh, maybe a vlog type style video occasionally. And then um, I want to do some fish profile videos, some in-depth videos on certain species, things like that. Um, the Instagram, which is Dan's fish, dans.fish, um, that'll be pictures, like really beautiful pictures of fish. Like anytime I walk by a tank and there's a fish that's looking good, we'll take a picture, put it on Instagram. And then Facebook is a little, I guess I would say goofier. It's a little more casual. It's, it's kind of whatever we want. So there's, I don't know, Facebook's just for fun. So we put fun stuff there on Facebook. Um, all right. With that, let me get to these. Someone's throwing money at me. Who's that? Rich. <laughs> Rich Lidstrom throwing down 50 bucks. Thanks for the tour of the big horns and for feeding me. Here's what I think of you not accepting payment. Everyone hit the like button. <laughs> Rich, thanks so much. It was such a pleasure to have you here, man. Um, I feel like I owe Rich more money because he, uh, I, I feel like that 50 bucks should be turned around and paid to Rich because he spent a week here helping me out at the Fish Dude Ranch and, uh, Help me clear that strange situation we had last week where Denver was completely snowed in and we had to kind of adjust and ship all the shipments for the entire week in one day. That was crazy. And Rich helped me get through that. So I appreciate you, buddy. Good to see you. Peeps Lost Sheep, don't forget to hit the like button. Sage advice, everybody. Thanks, Peeps Lost Sheep. Appreciate it. Thanks for throwing down five bucks. Always appreciated. Never required. But it does make the wife super happy when money falls from the sky. We got another one. Kelly Foreman throwing down $9.99. Dan's Fish, sorry I can't buy you sleep, but this can buy your wife some chocolate. All right. Hey, I'll buy the wife some chocolate, and by the time I get it to her, it might be half gone. That happens sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for the super chats. Always appreciated. Always helpful. All right, I'm scrolling down past all the ghost got goes to see if there's another question or comment here. Danny Ken, what's up, Dan? Doing well. Um, I probably can't spill the beans because it's Danikin's privilege, but Danikin got some amazing fishing recently, and I have been way too busy packing fish to have checked the channel to see if they already released a video about it or not. So I don't want to spill the beans in case they haven't told you folks yet, but. A fish that is uh, in high, high demand, hard to find, and um, I'm really excited to see videos of them as they grow up. This is a fish that I've never kept personally, but my fish godfather, Jim Forsha, used to keep, and I, I, I'm kind of in love with it from growing up with it, even though I've never kept them. Eric Rodriguez, hey guys, hi Dance Fish, thanks for recommending 412 Cichlids. Glad 412 Cichlids worked out for you. Don't know who recommended them to you, but I'm glad it worked out. Oh, wait. I want to make sure I'm not missing. Okay, good. We're good. Xanadu. Do. <laughs> super, such super exciting news regarding the warehouse. Congrats and can't wait to watch it all come together. I can't wait either, man. I am. I'm super excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Just one more fish with Josh. How far are you from, is that, oh, the I-80? I will be heading back to St. Louis from Boise, Idaho tomorrow and wanted to see if you have time for a quick tour shopping spree. Oh man, I would, 
I'm not that close to I-80. I-80 goes across the bottom of the state. I'm probably four hours from the I-80. Um, any other day I would say come over, but I'm actually going to be out of town tomorrow and the next day. So I have to go up to, to Billings and, and take care of some stuff there. So unfortunately, I'll be out of town. Otherwise, I would say come on over, Josh. I'd love to meet you in person. In safe travels, I hope the weather's good. I hope you don't get caught in a snowstorm or anything like that. Uh, weather around here, man. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. It's funny. When I lived in California, like, we talk about the weather a little bit, but it was like a, a pure, like, we don't have anything to say thing, so we'll say something about the weather. Here you talk about the weather because it's important because it'll kill you. <laughs> you have to be very careful about the weather in Wyoming. So people talk about it here, but it's not just casual conversation. It's like survival talk. Joe Coffee <laughs> says the guy trying to get people to move to Wyoming to work for him. I, what I meant to say was the weather is very nice. You'll love it. <laughs> Joe Coffee, what are those orange and yellow fish behind you? Do you have any for sale on Get Gills? Um, all right, let's get this out of the way. So those are gold roseline barbs, just like a denison barb, same species, but the gold morph of Sahayadra denisoni. And I don't have any more for sale. I, I brought some in and they sold out toot sweeps. So those sold out super quickly. The um, spotted Congo puffers sold out super quickly and a few other things, some of the gobies and stuff. Um, but I'll try to get more in. It's hard though. I, I literally bought the supplier out of those and Congo spotted puffers. Like I get as many as I can. There's just certain fish that aren't in, uh, aren't being produced in super large numbers yet. So hard to get a hold of them, even for me. Or when I do get a hold of them, I, you know, I get limited supply. Love how you say our warehouse, because we are all on this journey with you. Well, yeah, let's be real. I mean, without the super chats, without the support, without the community, this this would never be happening. Um, anywhere from people that have actually invested money in it to people that have just thrown a super chat or just been supportive in some way or customers who bought stuff and made it possible. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you might not be here physically, but you guys are helping make this happen for sure. Skipper's Aquariums, I'm working on tanks, so I'm lurking. Oh, I, yeah. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it, Thomas. Um, I saw earlier that you'd had a rough six days and had to go change some water, so I totally understand. But thanks to you and the rest of the mods. I appreciate you guys being here every week. Sincerely, I mean that. And those that I've never met in person, I hope to be able to meet you in person and, and thank you personally, shake your hand and, and all that. T-Shot, congrats on the upcoming ground, breaking ground. You deserve the success you're getting. By the way, the Rose Lines and BR are doing great. Living Rams, I think. Another satisfying purchase. Thanks again. Hey, you're welcome. Um, the BR. Oh, T-Shot, what did you get? BR. Now I got to look it up because, oh, I, I don't have to, I'm live. I can't do that right now. Well, I'm glad they're doing well. I'm just trying to remember what BR are. What BR are. I think that's Bolivian Rams, but I could be wrong. Joseph Morshimer. So the giant coolies I'm receiving tomorrow should be fine with my pea puffers, right? I personally, I wouldn't put anything with pea puffers to tell you the truth. Um, so, but 
Well, coolies tend to hide. So they might only kind of be active at night when the pea puffers are asleep. You might be able to get away with it. I'd keep an eye on it though, but personally, I don't think I can recommend pea puffers with any fish. Um, they're pretty nippy. RB Animals and Collectibles. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome. Right back at you. Cancer Train, are you going to go solo with your site or stay on Get Gills? We're looking at that. Um, there's advantages and disadvantages to both, and I honestly don't know. So here's the advantage of starting, like having a, 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 your own dedicated site is there's more of a chance to tell your story, right? For folks that don't know us through YouTube or all that, um, you could have an about us page and you can do, there's, there's all these options for people to, Get Gills is basically about here's the items for sale, sale not so much about here's who we are. Um, and we acknowledge that. I mean, we built it to be kind of like a, an Amazon or an eBay or something like that, right? So they're, they're basically marketplaces more than a place to tell your story. It's worked so far because we tell our story so much online that it, through social media and things that a lot of people get to know us that way. But, but th th there is that limitation. So the question becomes, at what point does it become more advantageous to the company to have a site and be able to tell its own story, um, have all the flexibility that a site like that can have versus have the marketplace with the other sellers surrounding you. So that's the question. And I don't know the answer for now. We plan to stay at get gills. We don't for the foreseeable future. We don't have a plan to branch out from that. But I do see the advantages and disadvantages to both situations. The great thing about Get Gills is if you're a smaller seller with the other sellers around you, together there's a critical mass that's strong enough to draw a customer base to you. If you only have a few things for sale and you're off by yourself on your own website, no one's ever going to find you. You don't have enough draw right, to, to bring a lot of people over. But when all those little stores get together in aggregate, suddenly you're forced to be reckoned with. That's kind of the, the power of get gills. So I'm not sure if that's something that's going to continue forever or if there's a point where we should go do our own website or if there's a point where we do our own website, but we still are also on get gills. Like, I, I don't know exactly. That's the honest truth. Right now, most of my attention is let's get this, this warehouse built, right? <laughs> and... Um, We'd have to run some A-B tests and things like that to know that the answer for sure. But for now, yeah, we're staying on Get Gills. Candy, post in the Facebook page. Thank you so much, Candy Overholes. Appreciate you, lady. Heather Body Smith. Hey, what plants do you recommend that will reach the top of a 60-gallon aquarium? I like plants I can't kill. So Pogostemus philatus octopus, this stuff right here, it makes a fine wig and also grows as tall as you want it to pretty much. So that'll definitely reach the top. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. But please keep in mind, I'm not, I'm not well-versed in plants, but this stuff I can't kill and it grows tall and it grows fast and it, it grows like crazy. So 
it likes bright light. It grows really fast in bright light. Kyle's Aquametrics. The orange Venezuelan quarries I got from you are awesome and healthy as can be. I've heard of them self-poisoning during transport. What do you do to help prevent that? Okay, so, oh, where was that talk? If anyone knows which, was that, was that Maasai? There was a talk given recently by a quarry expert, and this is not just, you know, some some random person. This is a, a professor that does studies on Corydoras, knows them very well, <coughs> and gave us, sorry, gave a great presentation to a fish club recently. I can't remember if it was GSAS or Maasai or one of the others on quarries and their toxins. And yeah, corridors have an auxiliary venom gland. I don't know exactly what the difference is between a venom and a poison. There's all these differences, but they, they do have a toxin. The gland is not in the, in the, uh, what's that? The pectoral fin. It's, it, it's on the body at the base of the pectoral fin, but yes, they can definitely release a toxin um, when they think they're, you know, getting eaten by another fish, put out their spines and release a toxin, right? It's like where your armpit, if this is your pectoral fin, this is your poison gland, except for it's on the top. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, so I, I know all the tricks about put them in a bucket and kick it and startle them and all that. And the truth is that I haven't had a I have had problems in the past, but ever since I started individually bagging the quarries and changing the water before I shipped them, um, I haven't had any issues. And I've shipped several species that are known for their toxin release. Stairby is one of them. So I just ship them like all the rest of the fish because I'm not having a problem. And I haven't had a problem for years. But back in the day before I would um, ship them individually, I would occasionally see something like a stirby. Um, go kind of catatonic due to the toxins. I, I, I know what that is, where the, the water gets a little weird and the fish, you see it and you recognize it and you can pull it out and save it if you do it early. But I don't do anything. I don't do kick the bucket. I don't put carbon in there. I just uh, put them in an individual bag. So if they do release, they aren't stressing all the other quarries out. And I change the water um, before I ship them out in the bag. And that seems to do just fine. I have not had a single issue with that for, it's been years since I've seen that. Chad jumped. So I'm scrolling to try to find where we were. Now, I guess I should follow this up with, saying something, which is, I'm not like a quarry expert. I like quarries. I, I've kept a lot of them. I've shipped a lot of them, but I'm not like that guy. You know, those folks that it's like, they're the quarry geek. Like that's their thing. They've read everything about them. They know everything about them. Um, I'm not that knowledgeable about them, but I do know that I've not had a problem shipping any species of quarry ever since I started doing shipping the way I do it now with all the fish, which if you want to know what that is, um, the video coming out tomorrow, we'll put that pretty in, in great detail. We'll go over that. My fish and little caveat, 
I'm going to review it tonight and it should be released tomorrow. But if I review it tonight and I find a bunch of issues, it, it might be a couple days before we can get it all up to snuff and, and get it released. My Fish Tanks Aquatics. What size was your first aquarium and what was your first fish? My first aquarium was a 10 gallon tank. And I'm trying to remember what my first fish was. And I can't. <laughs> I can't remember what my first fish was. Uh, it might, I remember having sword tails really early on. So I remember early on having sword tails. There were other things in there too, but I can't remember what they were. And then shortly after having killifish. So um, those were kind of my first ones. I had a betta pretty early on too, but the very first fish I can't remember. And I wish that I had kind of paid more attention to that and remembered because I get asked that question a lot, but I don't remember what it was. Sean, AKA Ollie fish guy. What's how's it going? Wondering how much those Congo puffers, um, no update on your get gill store. Thanks. Yeah. I don't have any Congo puffers. Um, for sale. They sold out long before I released that video. And I'm sorry I didn't say that when I released the video. That would have prevented some confusion. I didn't mean to, to do that um, to make folks think I had them again. I, I don't. Um, but when I do sell them, uh, the last batch were $200 a piece. I assume the next batch will be, but I don't know until I get them. Like, I don't know if prices will have gone up or down or what. Just one more fish with Josh. No worries. I'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks, Josh. Um, man, I hardly ever leave town, but that's one day when I'm going to be. Robert Lamprecht. Have four Florida fag flag fish. Oh, sorry. Four Florida flag fish for a week now. And I noticed one has a white spot on its one eye. Seems to be eating okay and acting okay. What med, what would work best? Um... White spot. I'm trying to picture if it's like one tiny little spot on it or if it's like kind of cloudy in general. Um, Robert, my go-to with eye stuff is generally, if there's no plants in the tank, five grams of salt per liter in clean water. Just keep that water nice and clean. Do your water changes. And um, over time, generally that goes away by itself. Now, if you do that and time has gone by and there's no improvement or it's just like, hey, the water's clean, the salt's in there, but it's just getting worse and worse, then it might be time to medicate. And I wouldn't know what to medicate with without seeing it, honestly. Um, and even then it'd be a guess. So I wouldn't know if that's, uh, if it has like an ick spot on there, because I believe it can get on eyes. Um, if it has a fungus or a bacteria or what going on. So my go-to antibiotics are canamycin and um, nitrofurazone in a hospital tank treated, you know, off in a, a sterile hospital tank pretty much. But I wouldn't jump straight to a medicine. I'd try clean water and salt first. Dave's Aquarium Thoughts. Really need that sign with the name. Really need that sign with the name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Dave's Aquarius is saying that I need to make a sign that says these are these are gold Denison barbs. No, I don't have any for sale. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that 
there that I've got a fish back there that people are like and are using as a conversation starter. I think it's cool. All things fish saying go Scott go. Thanks for the opportunity, Scott and Dan's fish. Um, <laughs> a pleasure to tune in as always. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. Yes, indeed. Three times equals world peace. Yes, Golazo and boom, boom in the fish room. You can tell that all things fish is, is old time. He knows all the little hashtags over the years that have kind of slipped out and stuck. <laughs> Fishers Aquatics, can I claim the giveaway later if I win? I already entered, but I have to go. Is You just have to be here when I claim the winner. So here's how it works. When I draw the winner, the winner has about a minute, minute and a half to chime in and say, yay, I'm here or whatever. And then it's theirs. If they don't, then I redraw until someone does. So you do have to be present at the time of the drawing to claim the drawing. The honest truth is there's just no way to really keep track of it otherwise. And it's just not that exciting. You know, when you're, I don't know, in, in the theater, there were, we were always doing fundraisers and asking donors for money and having events where we ask people for money, right? Cause you're constantly needing money when you're working in the nonprofit sector. And, um, often there would be auctions or raffles and stuff like that. And, it's always a huge downer when there's a crowd of people in a theater and you're up on stage and you draw the winner and you say, the winner is Joe Smith. And Joe, are you here? Joe? No, Joe's not here. Well, I guess we'll get this to Joe. And you draw the next one. And it's like, and the winner is John Johnson. No John in the room. Like it's just a huge letdown. It's much more exciting when you draw the name of the person's in the crowd and they're excited and they rush up on stage. You know, that's exciting. So we don't want that moment of, and the winner is Fisher Aquatics. Crickets, crickets, crickets. You're right. So you do have to, you do have to be here. It's just, it's just a better show. Kenny Bozatina, have you been able to successfully breed a pair of the golden barbs yet? Oh, hi, I have not tried. I'm not trying to breed them. Um, denison barbs are not the easiest barb to breed for sure. So, um, but I would, I mean, they're going to breed just like a normal denison barb, but I haven't tried it. That being said, they might well have bred in there and I might not know it. 241 folks are here. Thanks for being here, everybody. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, spending your Wednesday night here. All things fish throwing down five bucks. Hashtag no more professor. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. One day I'm going to get like that tweed jacket with the, I'm going to wear that tweed jacket with the, uh, the, the leather elbow pads. <laughs> we'll bring the professor to the show. Kids with fins, so happy to hear things are going so well for such a deserving fishmonger. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your hard work, heart of gold, and influence on the hobby. Your excitement is contagious. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, kids with fins. We do our best here. Thinking about ordering L66 Plecos from you. Do you know if you have both males and females? Chris, I cannot sex a Pleco for the life of me. I can sex like an adult bushy nose, and that's about it. So... Nope, I can't sex them. Wish I could, but I know my limits. <laughs> Danikin Aquatics throwing out five bucks. We will be doing videos on the Ultim suit. All right. 
So it's Altum Angels. That's the awesome fish that Danakin Aquatics got that I am just so excited that they got them. They're, well, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it, they, they come from a great source and I can't wait to watch them kind of grow up and develop. Um, so anyway, Danakin Aquatics will be doing videos on the Altum soon, building a stand for the 300 gallon this week. So they're going to go in a 300 gallon tank, which is what you want for Altums. They're big fish. Just got a ton of plants for it. It will be epic when it's done. I can't wait, Danny and Ken. I can't wait. Or I should say, Kenny E. <laughs> T-Shot, the Black Rams. Thanks again. Oh, you're welcome. Not Bolivian Rams. The Black Ram. The Black Ram is what you got. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Glad they're doing well for you. Fishers Aquatics. Can I claim the giveaway later if I win? Oh, I think we already answered that one. Mary Page Flynn, good to see you here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention I'm a little bit behind on emails. Not terribly, but more behind than I want to be. It has been nonstop here. It's been everything I could do just to get the fish packed and sent and, you know, still take care of things down here. So um, I haven't forgot you. If you haven't got an email back from me, I'm working on it. I'll get to you. And I'm sorry. Usually it's within a day that I get back. There are some people that have been waiting for two days. And I apologize for that. Anything that was like related to like an order or, you know, all that stuff that, hey, I, are my fish going out yet? Or, hey, I want to change my order. You know, stuff like that I've taken care of. But uh, anything that didn't, didn't require kind of immediate attention, I, I kind of just had to pack. So orange cones poison is delivered by touch or ingestion venom is delivered by injection okay so i have a quizzler for you orange cones in the case of a cori the toxin isn't injected like a snake bite where it's like a hydra i just forgot the name of the needle with the hole in it the hydro <laughs> i just forgot it <laughs> It's not like a, a needle that squirts in your vein and injects you, but they do poke you with their pectorals fins, make a hole and then release the venom. But the venom is not released from the spine that makes the hole. It's just released in the general area. So what's that? Is that, is that considered an injection because they create an injury site and then the venom may or may not, you know, be released in a cloud kind of around that. I wonder which one it is. I'm just going to call it a toxin. That's safe. Who's throwing down $5? Ooh, it's Rico Stan. Just a quick thank you for all the great info. One of my favorite weekly streams. Keep up the great work, Professor Dan. Rico Stan, right back at you. Thanks so much for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. But it's super nice when money falls from the sky. Ain't going to lie. Fish Zone, great shipping process. Thanks. It's working well for us. Um, it's a pain in the tuchus, but it seems to be working well. It's the best way I've found so far to do the fish, you know, justice. They're living creatures. They deserve respect. And our customers deserve fish that they'll be successful with. So that's why we do it. Rich will tell you, though, he spent a week with me doing it. <laughs> it's a process for sure, but it's worth it. 
orange cones. My first tank was also 10 gallons, which I stupidly filled with two Oscars and a clown knife fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, your local pet store didn't steer you away from that one, huh? <laughs> Tasty fish. Ugh. Let me try to talk like a human being. Tired time tonight. Tasty fish sauce. I hope nobody ever kicks the bucket while shipping fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a technique, though, for folks that don't know, is to put quarries in a bucket and then kind of kick the bucket. Not like across the room, but tap it, you know, get them get a little riled up. The theory behind it is that if you do that, they'll get riled up enough that they'll release their toxin in the bucket. And then you can catch them out and put them in the bag or change the water in the bucket or whatever so that the, the toxin doesn't get into the shipping bag. My experience, though, quarries don't really do that unless it's like a puffer, right? A puffer does not puff up unless it's an extreme distress and literally thinks its life is in danger, like thinks it's about to get swallowed or torn apart, right? It's a very stressful experience for a puffer. Corys, I think it's the same thing. I don't think they release that toxin unless it's like they think they're about to go down the throat of a predator or something like that. And, you know, that's a, it seems like a very severe reaction, like a physiological reaction due to just terror. <laughs> I don't know if fish actually feel terror, but, um, so I try not to, I try not to put fish in situations like that. Now, do I think it's justified if the choice is the fish will die in the bag if I don't do this? Sure. But it hasn't been my experience that that happens as long as I ship the way I ship. So, yep. I try to avoid it. All right. Michael Meliere, Michael, good to see you. Throwing out $4.99. Thanks for all the hard work packing and for the beautiful angelfish. You're welcome. You're welcome. Michael was lucky enough to get some of the blue avatar angelfish. And um, I hope they grow up into beauties for you. I've noticed even at the small size that the black is like greatly reduced and kind of even in the short time I, I had them, I, I could just be wishful thinking, but pretty darn sure I saw like black kind of fading away the more they settled in. So I think they're going to turn into real blue beauties for you. All right. Scrolling up to see where chat jumped on me. Oh, not bad. Swamp Thing. Good to see you, Swamp Thing. Come on. My first fish was a goldfish I won at the county fair. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, I hate that fairs do that, but that does get a lot of people into the hobby. You hear that story frequently. And thanks again, Swamp Thing, for the giveaway last week. Um, for those who don't know, Swamp Thing provided some homegrown, bred and raised Celebes rainbow fish for the giveaway last week. And I thought it was very generous. Sean, aka Oli Fish Guy, how's it going? So good. Just tired, but happy. Wondering how much those Congo puffers. Oh, I already got that one. Hmm. So did chat jump back up on me or is it just. Oh, that must have just been listed twice. Okay. Oh, KP. KP, I'm sorry. I. This is all I see. I see KP and that you left a super chat, but it doesn't let me scroll down far enough. I can scroll up, but not down. So I literally can't see what you wrote or how much you left me, but hopefully that'll pop up in a second. And as, as soon as it does and I can read it, I'll thank you properly. 
but I, I apologize that I just can't see enough to do that right now. I don't know what it is about that function on YouTube. Almost everything YouTube does is amazing, but that one thing doesn't work very well. And chat jumping, that's a little annoying too, but that's it. I mean, everything else works great. So I guess that shouldn't complain. It's a pretty awesome platform. Raphael Swit, or S-W-I-T, shout out to the Archerfish behind you. They deserve some love too. Yes, I love these guys. The Burmese Clouded Archerfish, Toxotis blythei, full freshwater archerfish, and just getting better with age. The more they grow, the more there's a contrast between kind of that silver white and those dark spots you see. Um, yeah, just the, the more they change color and the more beautiful they get. Basically, the black wash recedes and you get a nice sharp contrast the bigger they get. Yeah, I like them a lot. 253 folks are here. That ain't too bad for this little uh, channel that could. There it is, KP with, I, I call it a fox cat, <laughs> giving me the thumbs up and two bucks. Hey, KP, thanks for the super chat. Thanks for the cute sticker. I appreciate it. Hypodermic. Thank you, Chevy Fish. <laughs> it's a hypodermic needle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My mind could not come up with the name of a hollow needle that you can inject into someone's bloodstream with. Oh, thanks for setting that straight. <laughs> hey, I see Steve Ehrlich here. Steve, good to see you, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I hope one day to get back to L.A. and, and see you, man. Miss you. You and Stan and John and the rest of the crew. Hope everyone's doing well. Sandy. <laughs> Oh, those were fun. Fun fish meetings with Sandy. All right. Um, there we go. Oh, as soon as I got there, it jumped. There we go. Tasty fish sauce. Kicking the bucket also meant meeting the maker. A little dark humor. Moon must be out. <laughs> Tasty fish sauce. Lock yourself up before the change comes. Full moon. Zeph. Will cherry shrimp do okay with hillstream loaches and long run with white cloud mountain minnows? So with hillstream loaches for sure. So white clouds will eat the small ones and they might eat adults in molt. But I've seen a lot of tanks that have cherry shrimp and white clouds. So I, I think it depends on what you have in there as far as cover uh, plants or rock caves or what you have for the shrimp to kind of hide in and hang out in. If it's a bear tank and you have an established colony of white clouds and you drop like six cherry shrimp in it one day, they might get harassed pretty hard at the beginning. But if you have a nice established colony of cherry shrimp and then you add some white clouds to it, you're probably not going to have as much of a problem. So it kind of, kind of depends. And the more hiding places for the shrimp, of course, the better things will go for them. Days Aquarium Thoughts, throwing down 99 cents, and what's that, a sun with sunglasses? Yep, of course suns wear sunglasses, that makes sense. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat, my friend, appreciate it. And more than that, just appreciate you being here, everyone that's here, I appreciate that very much. Okay, not one do. I'm trying to see if I... I, I, get, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's what I'm going with. Not one do. 
do you keep fish with RO water or tap water? What KHGH is your water? So I've kept fish in all kinds of water. Right now, I live in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I'm blessed to have some of the best water in the nation, perhaps the best water in the nation just happens to be in this town. It's extremely soft. It's basically rainwater or snowmelt water. And um, so my KH and GH, I think the last time I checked, um, we were at two degrees German hardness for calcium carbonate, if that gives you an idea. We're just under two degrees. So extremely soft. Now, for those that get fish from me, they'll often test their water when I ship them fish and the water, the TDS is like super hard, like 1500 or something. And they'll email me and be like, I thought you had soft water. What's going on? That's because I add salt to the shipping water. So that's just sodium chloride is all that is. And that's kind of one of the limits of a TDS meter. You, you can measure water and it, it tells you, hey, there's stuff in here. You might be like, this water is super hard when it's not. It just has salt added for shipping. It doesn't tell you if it's calcium or magnesium or, or whatever, right? So, um, but yeah, really soft water. I don't use RO water. And I've kept lots of fish in super hard water. This is the first place I've lived where the water was naturally soft. Everywhere else I've lived, I've had very hard water. And fish still did great in it. So in general, um, my general advice, not that you're asking, you just ask, what's your water? Um, but for folks that um, are wondering, you can keep fish in almost any parameters as long as the water's clean. So keep the water clean and keep the parameters steady more than uh, trying to make the parameters ideal. Cheshire Cat, are you still hiring? So glad you asked, we are. We're still hiring. So if you're interested in working at Dan's Fish, please send an email to dan at dancefish.com with a cover letter and a resume. And that's kind of the basic entry, um, cover letter and resume. It's amazing how many people like send me a Facebook message or, or send me something else. Um, I really want an email with a cover letter and resume. It's kind of like the, the basic test. If someone can't follow those instructions, we don't even consider them. So cover letter and resume, start there. But yes, we would love Cheshire Cat to hear from you or anyone else that's interested. We're looking for fish geeks that are passionate about our mission, which is basically to do a better job than the industry's doing, to get healthy fish to people, to delight our customers and treat the fish humanely. And in the, by doing so, to kind of change the narrative in the aquarium fish industry from, hey, I had a fish, but they all died, and, you know, so I don't keep fish anymore, something I hear from my friends all the time, to, oh, man, I love fish. I get home from work. I watch them. They relax me. My heart rate goes down. I de-stress. little piece of nature in my home. All is well with the world. Like, we want people to enjoy their fish rather than have have that experience that so many people have had where they, you know, try it, all the fish die, and they just like, oh, guess I'm not a fish keeper, and that's it, so. Steve Ehrlich, yes, everyone as well. I talk to Sandy all the time. Curious as to what's on that Nigeria order. Um, I don't have it in the format right now, Steve, to go over it, uh, to share the whole list, but there's uh, there's some Procatopus species, um, there's some Congo panchacks and Poro panchacks. 
Epiplates, and I don't know the name of the Epiplates species. I know it's collected at Akio, A-K-I-O, but I, I couldn't tell exactly which species it is. Um, some, some bivs, some Australi, some Caliurum, uh, so a few different Aphiosimians, um, and then some tetras and, and barbs and, and other, other things like that. So, but um, a few little dwarf cichlids, river cichlids. But uh, I don't have the list, you know, in a, in a format that I can just find it and share it real quick, unfortunately. Merrick Tomshik, need to join Rico Stan and the others at Thinking You for all the great streams and all the helpful videos you have ever made. Also for attracting this crowd of awesome fish keepers together. Hey, Merrick, it's my pleasure. And you guys give as much as I give. So it's mutual. I, I love having a community where I can geek out about fish because I live in a small town and there's not a lot of people here I can geek out about fish to. It's not like when I lived in Los Angeles and there was a fish meeting every week somewhere, right? There's plenty of people around that could be my fish community here. I have to do it virtually or I just won't have it. So thank you for participating. And I'm glad you found it useful. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing those thoughts and that super chat. I appreciate it. Tasty fish sauce. Um, it's not letting me read your comment. So as soon as I can, tasty fish sauce, I will. Oh, here I can. $5 ramen, folks. Ramen budget. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Don't worry. After the warehouse, we'll be up to SpaghettiO level. We're, we're going to level up to SpaghettiOs. <laughs> if that's a level up. <laughs> that might be a level down. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on your palate, I suppose. For folks just joining us, I want to once again thank Scott, Scott's Aquatics for providing a $100 gift certificate to dancefish.com for our giveaway tonight. In celebration, celebration, celebration of having reached over 300 subscribers. Now they're at 314. Oh, I better mute this. Ah! Oh, geez. What did I do? Sorry, Scott. Oh, yeah. Now it's muted. <laughs> he has that auto intro that was about to play on me. Um, so not bad. Up to 314. Anyway, Scott was excited about reaching 300 subs, so provided the giveaway. If you'd like to win it, enter hashtag GoScottGo in the chat, and you'll be entered to win. 100 bucks. Not bad. Candy Overhauls, posting Dan at DansFish.com. Thanks. That's my email, folks, if you need to get a hold of me. And Candy, um, I will be in Billings. It looks like we're going to be pretty tied up, but I'll reach out to you. Um, <clears throat> hang on. Sorry, my voice. If I see like a gap where I have some free time, I'll reach out to you in the off chance that we could get together briefly and say hi and stuff. Um, I don't know if that'll work out, but if I do see a time that works, I'll reach out to you and hopefully it'll work out for you too. I miss you, lady. Hope you're doing well. Let's see here. Hang on. Chat be jumping. There we go. Stevie, Alex, sorry for the duplicate message. I wasn't sure if the first one went through. Yes, basically, I was curious about the Procatopus. Bivs too. Yeah, so um, I forgot the location of the Bivs. But for those that don't know, we're talking about this. This is a Chromaphiosimian. Um, 
a, a type of killifish. And I don't know if this is the Lagos red that pretty commonly comes out of Nigeria, but we're talking about this fish, folks. Um, it's a beautiful killifish, one of my favorites. And this one from Funge, or Funge, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> this is actually the fish that um, is my uh, logo. So the silhouette of this fish is the logo for Dan's fish. I love these Chromaphia simians, they're just amazingly beautiful. Like each one is prettier than the last. Um, there's Bivitatum, that's the one we're talking about. There's also Bitaniatum, and there's Volcanum, or Volcanum, I, I don't remember exactly, and Poliaci, and I think those are all the bivs. There might be another one or two that I'm missing. They're amazing fish. Hey, Dennis R. throwing out five bucks. Hey, brother, thanks for always having great looking, healthy fish. You're welcome, Dennis. Thanks for being such a great customer <laughs> and you and your brother helping, uh, helping keep us in business. I appreciate that. And I hope they continue to be great, healthy fish. I do my best. Um, the, the, the bell curve of statistics, though, does say that at some point someone's going to get an unhealthy fish. And I just apologize in advance for when that happens. But please know. We're doing our best, and uh, I dare say, I think it's true that you probably have a better chance of getting healthy fish from us than anywhere else that I know of, so we work hard to make that a reality. Can you overhauls? Tell me that I missed a comment at Gamer Boomer. Investing in shipping is important when shipping live fish. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's foundational to the process. Um, don't just throw fish in a box and send them out. Like, do the prep, do them right. Let's treat the fish with respect, for sure. Steve Ehrlich, of course, the Congo panjacks. Yeah, and I, I'm curious to see what they'll have. Last time, the fish they had um, listed as, I think they had a, a Myers eye. It came in as for Shixthes flavopinus, which is still a cool little fish you never see, but it, it definitely was not Meyer's eye. And they have a couple others. They have them labeled as Aplicylus or Aplicolichthes, but um, I'm sure that they're they're miss. I'm sure that they're going to come in and it'll be a Congo Panchax or a Poro Panchax of some kind. Although they did have Aplicylus, um, or sorry, Aplicylus um, Spilachin last time, and they looked good. It was pretty cool. Bright orange eyes, nice zebra stripes. It's a cool little fish. Candy overhaul. SpaghettiOs is not a level up from ramen. <laughs> all right, what would be? Um, what's a level up we can all agree on? Probably nothing. <laughs> I'm sticking with SpaghettiOs. <laughs> All right. I'm scrolling because chat jumped on me as it is wont to do. Okay, here we go. Cool. Candy overall sounds great. We'd love to see you. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I, I'd like to see you and Caleb and Stacy as well. 
Skips of Corpse, I'm done with water changes. All right. Present and accounted for. Welcome back. <laughs> Eric, why rock? <laughs> why not? I have nine Adolphite Corys in a heavily planted 29 gallon. Would you add more to it or is that enough for them to be comfy? That's a 29 gallon. I think in that size tank, you're probably doing pretty good. Um, with Corys, the more the merrier, literally, you know, but size of tank curtails that a bit. I, I think nine in a 29 gallon is a good number. Now it all depends how often you change the water. Do you have plants in there? What kind of filtration do you have? How much do you feed? What do you feed? There's all kinds of variables, but I would say that that's probably a, a good size group for that size tank in general, sure. Are there other fish in there? You know, there's those questions, but it sounds good to me. Joseph Morshimer. What's your feelings on feelings on breather bags for shipping? I don't like them, Joseph, um, for shipping. I do like them if you're just going to your local fish club or the American Killifish Association convention or something like that and picking them up. They work great for like killifish, small little, little fish. Um, and if you're taking them to your club or whatever – you can fit an awful lot of them in a small space because you don't have to have the room for, for oxygen in there, right? So in that case, they're decent. The issue with shipping fish, though, is all the carriers, UPS, FedEx, and USPS, require that your fish be double bagged so that if one bag leaks, there's redundancy and you don't destroy all the packages around them, right? And the fish doesn't run out of water and die, all that stuff. And... I've never personally found a good way to double bag breather bags. There was someone in the chat at one point that brought up a, a plausible way to do it. And I forget who it was and I forget what it was that they said. And I thought about it a bit. And by the time you went through all the work to go through whatever the method was, I thought, hey, it's just a lot easier to do standard poly bags at that point because you had to do some I don't remember the details, but it's the only time when someone said, well, you could do it this way. And I was like, oh, that actually might work. Um, but all the, in general, it's very hard to double bag, I would say, if not impossible to double bag breather bags. So that just makes them so that it's against the carrier's policies to even carry them. So I don't go that way. Um, things that I don't like about them besides that is just the, the general unstable kind of like feel of them. Like they don't hold their shape. They're, it's like a bowl of jelly, right? It's just, there's no substance to it. Um, I don't like how they breathe and respirate because heat packs, if heat packs get a little moisture, they cease working. So if you have a box full of breather bags and as they breathe and condensate, some of that gets on the heat pack, that could be a real problem. And I find that they're more prone to, to leaking or seeping at least. So I, I used them for years, especially as a, a killifish geek. I used them all the time. But I found as I've learned more and <laughs> so here's where I really figured out these policies. So I went to set up a FedEx account. This was back in college. I'd always shipped uh, USPS, usually priority mail, right? For years and years and years. And then in college, in, in grad school, um, there were some stores that wanted to purchase from me. And so I wanted to set up a FedEx account so I could 
get them to them reliably without having to like drive to the airport or whatever. And so the FedEx rep was like, great, we can do that. Send us a sample package of how you ship and uh, we'll look through it and approve you if you meet our standards. So I was like, oh, I should look at the standards. So I read FedEx's standards very carefully and saw all the requirements that I, I hadn't been living up to because I just hadn't been aware that they even existed. And I was like, oops, I better change some things. And then I read UPS as well. Same kind of thing. USPS as well. So that's kind of how I became aware of that, that issue. And the way I ship now is... I've tried lots of ways over the years and the way I ship now is the way that consistently has the most success. So I just stick with it. And if, if I come up with a better idea or someone else has a better idea and I try it and I'm like, Hey, that is better. I'll switch. I'm flexible. But at this point it's going to take quite a bit to convince me because I've been through lots of methods, tried, tried lots of methods. <laughs> I might be saying this wrong, but I think it's Gillet. Donuts are a level up from ramen. <laughs> it's hard to beat a good donut. Alexandria Rodriguez. Hey, I won the giveaway last week, but there was an issue of them arriving DOA twice. They were sent overnight. Really baffling. Alexandria, would you uh, communicate that with uh, with whoever you won them from? Hopefully, it can get worked out. I mean, if they tried twice and it still didn't work out, I would say that was a good effort on a free item. Um, and I think I remember that the, the provider of the giveaway last week had said, hey, I'm new at this. I want to do a giveaway on someone in practice shipping. So I think they're just learning how to do it. So let's be patient with them and help them out. Jeffrey Watts. I'm keeping up. We're going to go back to <laughs> Jeffrey Watts. Dan's fish is keeping up with the chat. Are we going to get back to back goals? Not today, man. I'm too tired. Like I'm, I'm shot. I don't have the energy for a golazo today, <laughs> but we'll see if we can get there. We are pretty close. Mikey M visited my LFS private section of tanks today. He's a killie breeder. Boom! That deserves a galazzo. And showed me six to eight species of chromaphiosimians, three different volcanum. Um, oh. Our Antiochum, Splendopleur. Oh, I forgot Splendopleur. I don't know if I know Arantiatum or Antiochum. I'm not even saying that right, I don't think. Is this? Let's see this. Chrome F. Well, we'll just do Aphiosimian. Um, I wonder if this is a, a scientific name change that has happened. Unexpected discovery of six new species. Okay, this deserves a quick look-see. For sure. I just want to see when this was published. In 2018, they discovered, I was unaware of this. Um, that is cool to know. I'm going to dig into that a little bit. So I wonder if they discovered, so you have to be careful. Um, a lot of times 
you'll see like some news flash, new species discovered, da da da, and you're like, hey, someone went and found a new population. And really, what happens a lot of times is it's like species we've known and kept, but they've been renamed, or it's like, oh, these two different locations of, I don't know, let's call it Chromaphiosimian bivitatum. Um, are actually two different species. We looked at the mitochondrial DNA and we did some real analysis and, <clears throat> sorry, man, I'm out of water, darn it. And we've determined that they're different enough to be called new species, right? So a lot of times it's not that a new species was discovered, it's that fish that we already know and keep have been redescribed. So sometimes it's a bit of a letdown, but I'll look into that because Arantiacum, not even a fish I've heard of before. And that's rare with the killifish. I'll need to look into that. Um, I got to get real quick, guys. I need 10 seconds. I got to fill this thing with water or I'm not going to get much speaking done. My voice is kind of dry. I need like... Like Steamfought Aquatics, I need the dun 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 I need that little tune. He's got the best technical difficulties or please stand by tunes, doesn't he? Steve Ehrlich, I really like what you said about being able to keep fish in any kind of water so long as it's clean. So important. Means frequent and significant water changes, everyone. Yeah, I mean I think the limitation to that is it it can be harder to keep really hard water fish. I'm thinking like, uh, say African rift lake cichlids or some of the goodyids, things like that in soft water. But what most people are trying to do is turn their hard water soft. Cause they read, Hey, this thing comes from a black water river with a pH of 3.5 and you know, no TDS or no hardness, GHKH, any of that. And that's where I think people get, it gets sticky. So, with the exception of it is more difficult to keep hard water fish in very soft water. The reverse I think is not a problem. You can keep soft water fish in hard water all day long, as long as you keep it clean. So, yep, that's been my experience. And hey, if Steve thinks so, I've learned a ton from Steve over the years. So when, when Steve disagrees with me, I listen, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> when Steve's like, no, brother, you're wrong, I listen, because I'm, I'm usually learning something new. Orange cones, I saw a breather bag used in a box lined with a plastic bag. Yeah, but how do the bags breathe if, I mean, the whole point of a breather bag is that it's exposed to atmosphere so it can breathe. I suppose if there were breather bags that had some kind of permeable material around them and were put in a plastic bag, and the plastic bag was inflated, so the breather bags had a bunch of air in the plastic bag that they could use, that that might work. And I think that might actually be what the person in the chat that I was like, hey, that could work, was talking about. I, I could be wrong, it's been a while. But if you've got to inflate the bag around them anyway, so they have air to breathe, then you just lost the advantage of breather bags, which is the space savings of not having air in them, so. I'm sure it can work. I just don't see the advantage. Sean, a.k.a. Ollie Fish Guy, 75-gallon tiger barb and some other barb. Tiger uh, Barb tank, love barbs. How many can I house? What's the max number, do you think? Um, 
really depends on how you keep that tank and how the tank is set up. I mean, in a 75 gallon tank, adult tiger barbs, with the amount of water changes I do and the way I keep fish, I could probably keep, I'm just thinking water quality. That's all right now. So I'm going to modify this statement in a minute. I could probably keep 50 of them in there. I'm thinking like long-term adult tiger barbs because they get kind of big, but I wouldn't. I'd want them to have more room, right? I feel like with 50, they'd kind of be so crowded. Um, so what I like is if all the fish are kind of swimming together in a pack, not like squished together, but kind of all together on one side of the tank, I don't want them taking up more than 25 to 30% of that tank. Because what I like seeing with groups of fish in tanks is the group of fish, and not all fish do this, I get it, but the fish here and then watch them as a group kind of cruise around and go in here. And if I have a tank just full of fish, there's not enough negative space that I, I get that aesthetic that I'm looking for. So that's what I like. I, I would say that when the fish are kind of hanging out together, if they take up more than 25 to 30% of the tank, then to me it just feels overcrowded, even if the water quality is fine, right? That's, that's what I'm going with. You want negative space because otherwise the fish don't shine. Joseph Morshimer, thanks for your insight and knowledge. Glad to share it. Hopefully it's helpful. Sometimes I share insight and knowledge and then a little later I find out, oh, I was wrong about that. I get, <laughs> I'll learn something new that negates everything I said. So everything I say, take with a grain of salt, folks. You know, uh, do your own research, get your own experiences, talk to other people. But as far as I know today, I'm telling you the truth. But I could learn something tomorrow that negates half of what I know. It's one reason I like doing this because you never know everything. There's so much complexity with living things and environments. And in, in our hobby, what we're doing is creating these little artificial environments, right? And there's so many different things. You get into chemistry, you get into biology, you get into genetics, you get into so many things that you'll never reach the bottom. And that's what keeps it exciting, but also makes it that nobody's a true expert. And we use that term, but no one knows everything. There's not enough time in one lifetime to learn it all when it comes to aquariums. One Dirty Platy, I watched your videos on your auto water change system, drafted a plan of my own, have all the parts sourced. Question, <laughs> how's my wife going to feel about it when she finds out? <laughs> um, a bouquet of roses, a bottle of rosé, and a box of chocolates, and uh, start there. And I've got something to show you, but first, I have a gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a good marriage counselor if you need one, because uh, <laughs> you will. <laughs> the fishy mailman. I did my part for the hobby today, took some lemon blue-eyed plecos to the LFS, traded for an air pump. Work with your store breeders. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. So now your LFS has some nice hobbyist raised plecos. That's cool. Kayla's Aquatics, good to see you, Bob. Um, 
suggest your producer give you a small pitcher of water before the stream. Yeah. I, you know, you'd think that this giant mug, this thing's massive, would be enough. But I really go through it sometimes. So I should get two of them. I should get two glasses. You got that, producer? All right. <laughs> they said they got it. <laughs> Buddy Viper, good to see you. Jeffrey Watts, good to see you. Michael Machos, time for a drawing? Eh, we'll get there. I've done it early for a while, so. And I like to mix it up. Sometimes I do it real early, sometimes mid, sometimes the end. Yeah. Steve like thanks, Dan. Learn a ton from you, too. Yeah, I miss you, brother. Paul Soltero. I can never say this name. <laughs> Stendecker Discus from Germany are bred in hard water. Um, Paul, I don't know if that's true. It, it might be. But if I remember right, I think what they do is breed in soft water and raise in hard water. Could be wrong about that. It's been a while since I took that tour. But I once toured that fish hatchery on video. I wish it had been there in Germany in person, but video tour. And if, if I remember right, the breeding setups were soft water, but they were raised in hard water. But I hope I'm wrong. That would be awesome if they're actually breeding them in the hard water. And again, Paul might be totally right about that. I'm just, from what I remember, it's just slightly different. Michael Machos, thanks for always answering my emails. You're welcome. And usually it's within... If you email me on Monday, usually I reply by the end of the day, Tuesday, but this week has been exceptionally busy. I mean, it's nice to set records. Like we're, we're setting a record this month and that's amazing when you have a business that you're trying to grow. But it does mean that sometimes I, I get to the end of the night and I'm just so tired and I know I have to get up early the next morning that I'm like, I think emails have to wait. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but every now and then it does. Orange goes, the breather bags were nestled with packing penis to keep air around them. It worked, but I like your method much better. Cool, I mean, if someone really wants to use breather bags, I mean, I'm just telling you what I think. There's people out there that love breather bags and more power to them, I don't care. Um, you know, if they work for you, use them. I'm not saying you shouldn't use them. I'm just saying, for me, it's not as good. Mikey M. Arantiacum has a yellowish color beneath the lateral line and is a new species. My LFS, your LFS got Oh, from the Netherland Killy show. I'm like, your LFS got him? That's right. You have that Killy geek at your LFS. Um, last year. Cool. I'm, I'm fully jealous. That's awesome. Yeah, you folks in Europe often get fish before we do. In the United States, we're cheapskates. We won't pay enough, so you guys usually get first dibs. And you're so much closer to Africa that I think that just to go collect them is, is more like a normal thing <laughs> than it is for us here in the United States. That's one trip I'd like to take, though. I'd like to go to West Africa and go killie hunting. That's been a dream of mine for a long time. 
<laughs> Sean OOTD, Mr. Shelley, like soft boiled eggs with his ramen. There you go. Dragon Lair, a mug that big would have me running to the bathroom too much. I'll get there. I'll get there. Give me time. <laughs> I'll join you, Dragon Lair, one day if I should be so lucky. Um, Orange Cones, you can do auto water changes. Why not auto refill mugs on the live stream days? That's right. I should just plumb in like a spigot that is right here. And anytime I need to refill, I just go. Don't even have to stop the stream. Wally Discus or bread in Florida water, it's hard. Yeah, but I think it's RO. Like, yes, Watley was in Florida, um, but I don't think he was breeding the discus in Florida water. I think he was taking that water, running it through RO, maybe DI as well, and then using it. Um, I highly doubt they were being bred in, like, normal Florida groundwater. <clears throat> oh, Ridge and Baki. Yes. Mickey M. Chromafio seeming Ridge and Baki. That's right. Another one I forgot. Was another one I saw today. By the way, I'm unpacking a group of. Wait, what are these? Perotosinclus apellii. Okay, I don't know this fish, so let's take a look see together. What is this? It has an eye on the end. <clears throat> All right. Drum roll, please, for this fish, which looks like. Oh, cool. Yeah. With cichlids and catfish, I'm pretty poor at scientific names, but that is a cool looking little fish. Oh, that's neat. Looks like a cross between a whiptail and a pleco. Maybe with some uh, autosynclus thrown in. Yeah. Mikey M, you guys have aquarium glasser over there. I'm I'm a little jelly. <laughs> Holy fish guy, aka Sean. Ha! See what I did there? That gin and tonic or vodka was Sprite. Which one is it? Thanks for the info with the barbs. Slowly six or eight at a time. <clears throat> this is whatever clear liquid you need it to be. I I do actually use vodka in the fish room a lot, and I do want to make a video about that. It's not for what you think. It's not for tipsy time, but there's a great use for vodka in the fish room. So I should make that video. Paul Sotero, discus from, I, I always say this wrong, Stendecker website. Our discus fish, however, have been accustomed to hard water for many breeding generations. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure they're actually breeding in the hard water versus raising in the hard water. Um, Rachel Irwin, what do you use to test your water parameters? How often do you test? Do smaller tanks need testing more often? Rachel, I almost never test. I used to. When I was new, I'd test all the time because I was trying to chase parameters. And then what I learned was they didn't matter so much as long as I kept the water clean. So I focused on keeping the water clean instead of testing. Now, I would test occasionally just to be cautious, but I'm not a, ge a guy that like tests every day or anything like that. I'll, I might test four times a year. Or if like I see an issue in a tank, maybe I'll test then. But in general, I don't. Um, when I test, it's most often for ammonia and nitrite. 
If I see fish acting funny in a tank, I'll do a quick test for those. And I like just the strips because they're quick and easy. And then if something reads on those and I feel like I need to narrow it down, then I might take a liquid test kit and put in the time to shake it for five minutes or whatever ridiculous things you have to do <laughs> to make those liquid test kits work, right? But first I just tip a, uh, okay, those aquatics, I think telling me it's time for a drawing. So let me finish this one, get to that one. Um, I, so yeah, that's, that's really the parameter I'm, I'm interested in. Is there ammonia or nitrite? Now every now and then I'll test for hardness. Uh, calcium hardness is generally what's most important to me and maybe pH just to get a sense of what's going on. But in general, I don't test a lot. I just go for clean. Because Aquatics, first Super Chat hasn't posted. Thanks for speaking on the channel this weekend, Dan. Remember to send a pic for the thumbnail. I haven't forgot you, Bob, and I'm excited about talking to you this Sunday. And I'm sorry, Bob. Yeah, I literally don't see the first one from you. I'm so sorry I missed it, but it somehow got lost in cyberspace, I think. Um, yeah, I'll get that picture to you. How early do you need it? Um, I'm hoping I've got a couple days. <laughs> but if, if you need it now, I'll get it to you. All right, with that, we are going to do the giveaway. We haven't done a giveaway at the very end for a long time. And the winner is, this is for a $100 gift certificate to Dan's Fish provided by Scott's Aquatics. Thanks again, Scott. Appreciate you doing that. And the winner of that is Alex Repco. Alex Repco, you have $100 gift certificate. If you would let us know you're here, you've got a minute and 30 seconds to chime in and claim your winnings or we'll have to draw someone else. So come on down. While we're waiting for Alex, Mikey M, yes, but believe me, I've been waiting many times to order for ordered fish to come, but the German fish stores are much faster in getting them. So often sold out when order arrives at Glasser. Yeah, I, I get it. We have the same thing. It's like limited supply, right? It's like those uh, Gold Denison barbs or the Shodeni puffers, like you you list them, they're gone like that, and there's this whole line of disappointed people. It's uh, limited supply on some stuff. All right, Alex Repco has posted that Alex is here. So, Alex, congrats. Send me an email, dan at dancefish.com, and um, I will get that sent over to Scott's Aquatics so that you can get your gift certificate. Congrats. Thanks for playing. I'm going to sign off. I want to thank my mods for what they do every week. Thanks for being here, guys. I really appreciate you. Uh, Bob, I look forward to being on your stream this Sunday. I'm looking forward to talking to you and, and the other gentlemen that will be there hosting. Can't wait, actually. <clears throat> Everyone that left a super chat, thank you so much. It's always appreciated. It's never required, but it really does help. Thanks for the awesome questions and comments. It was nice to have a cool dialogue tonight and geek out with you guys about fish. Um, everyone that's lurking, hail the Lurker Nation. I'm with you. All you watching on the replay, hope you can be here in real time one day. But until then, hope you're doing well. Uh, that's it for tonight. Is Wait, is Punchy Paints going next? I haven't seen. Let's see her. Check Punchy Paints' channel to see if she is going next. And if she is, it's a good time. I think that's it. Until next time, have a good one.